and welcome to the Feeling Good Podcast, where you can learn powerful techniques to change the way you feel. I am your host, Rhonda Borowski, and joining me here in the Murrieta studio is Dr. David Burns. Dr. David Burns is a pioneer in the development of cognitive behavioral therapy and the creator of the new teen therapy. He is the author of Feeling Good, which has sold over 5 million copies in the United States and has been translated into over 30 languages. David is currently an emeritus adjunct professor of clinical psychiatry at Stanford University School of Medicine. Hello, Rhonda. <laughs> Hello, David. We're laughing because the most incredible, wonderful Dave Freibush is with us again, and he's giving us the notification of when we should start recording. And for some reason, that's funny. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's yeah, like we so have awesome. a you know, tech, technical <laughs> person. We have a producer it's, here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Making you guys very professional. <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one, go. Okay, we're going to start off with um, episode 158 is on changing the focus, and we're going to um, start it off with a, um, an email from a listener who writes, Hi, David. Just thought of asking this question to you on this scenario. You may address in your relevant podcast if it's suitable. I have often seen that estranged friends or family members do not talk or resolve a trivial conflict for years because one or both of them have ego issues or have fear of rejection. This problem of unfairness may even exist between a demanding parent and the child, ranging from secretly resenting to not talking at all. They might come face to face in family occasions or professional settings in case of friendship and bear the discomfort but not attempt to reconcile. They might be suffering deep down emotionally, but they refuse to accept that it matters. One or both members might feel they have been treated unfairly and expect apologies, but both parties are scared to even make the move for the fear of being hurt again or rejected. On a personal level, I have faced such unfairness with a close friend. I see even if you forgive the other party, still that element of resentment is there somewhere. How do you know you have truly forgiven someone and moved on? What's the best that can be done at an individual level without involving the other party, at least until the time both are ready to talk it out, if that ever happens? Once again, I want to thank you for all the selfless work you do for people through your knowledge sharing. My sincere best wishes to you and great thanks. Thanks, Rajesh. 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 Yeah, Rajesh, uh, Rajesh, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, is actually written in a lot of questions, many of them we've answered, and they've all been really, really great questions. It's fun to have uh, fans who stick with you and you get into kind of dialogue and it makes for, makes for, makes the whole thing a lot more fun in, in my mind. Uh, the, I thought this would be a good springboard for a session on changing the focus. We had that in our Tuesday group for the Stanford training group, how, how you'd use this technique changing the focus in your work with patients. And it was actually one of the highest rated training groups we've had for, for a long time. And, but it's a technique that the general public can use as well. And so I've, I've written two memos about changing the focus. It's one of the three advanced secrets of, of effective communication. And if you go to my website, feelinggood.com, and click on the uh, Feeling Good podcast, then you can get the show notes to, to all of the episodes. Uh, which, and I put a lot of effort into them, and so does, so does Rhonda, to make the, the whole experience richer and, 
and a, and a better training thing for you. But uh, let's talk about first what changing the focus is, and then we can show how it applies here. We can talk about how you would use it in, in therapy. And uh, you, you gave a great therapy example. You, you have a good personal exa example. See if we can bring this, bring this to light for people. So what, what is changing the focus, Rhonda? Changing the focus is when you, when you notice there's tension in a relationship that you have with someone and you, you pause and you, you ask them if it's okay and you, to talk about the tension that you're experiencing. And then instead of talking about what you're talking about, you talk about what your thoughts and feelings are about the experience of what is going on between the two of you. And you take responsibility for it and have a dialogue between, between you and hopefully get to a resolution of it. Yeah. I, I, I love I'm sure that. you could explain I, I it better. Uh, no, I'm terrible I thought at this that, technique. <laughs> I thought that was really uh, clear and really, really nice. And I would say that it's, it's everything I teach can be screwed up for a bad outcome or used skillfully for a fantastic outcome. And this, this is a, one of the more difficult tech techniques, both for the general public and even for, for mental health professionals. And this year was the first year that we really did a decent job, I think, of teaching it to the, the people who came to the Tuesday group because they started to, to get it for, for the first time and be able to, to, to do it. And can I say that on episode 126, there's a, a, um, you talked about three different techniques, and one of them is changing the focus. So people might want to start listening to that for a brief introduction to this. And the other thing that you had mentioned before we started is that to do change the focus, it's really important to be to do really well, to, to understand the five secrets of effective communication really well. Yeah, you've got to be expert at, at them, or you can't just, if you try to use this technique without them, you, it's not going to be effective at all. You're going to create hurt feelings and more conflict. And then while we were talking about it, Dave gave us, was talking about his experience with five secrets. So I was wondering, Dave, if you could repeat that here. Yeah, well, I've, I had a um, kind of ongoing difficult um, a conversational dynamic with someone I was I've been in a, a long time relationship with, and um, it took me a long time to get the, the hang of the five secrets. And, and David um, kept really pushing me, and and it, you know I'd say that the the key thing was really accepting that the other person is right. If you really can adopt their completely accept that, that was sort of the starting point um, that led to. The effective use of, of the five secrets and then you know since then um, this person and I have had some you know, conversations that are well beyond what we ever ever ha had before and um, one thing I was I was mentioning before we started recording was that not every conversation since we had some those first good conversations has been good but what has changed is it's, it's kind of shifted the whole conversational dynamic to a point that I find that like even when we start getting going off the rails a little bit like it gets pulled back much quicker in yeah. terms of like the because right. there's, somehow we've built up like an understanding that oh that that probably came across in a way that he didn't really mean or she didn't really mean and so yeah. it has I've noticed that it's helped us reset as well even in a diff, even in a conversation that's not going great it's really it's really helped so it's been I mean empirically I can say that it has had a remarkable uh, effect. Well, you said a lot of important things there. One, you said to agree with the other person, which of course is the disarming technique, and that's that that's the most important of the five secrets of effective communication by by far. <clears throat> it's also by far the hardest one 
to, to, to learn, not only because it can be technically difficult to, to see the truth and what someone is telling you, because we all react defensively and try to insist they're wrong, but we also have an emotional commitment to defending ourselves and, and not seeing, seeing the truth and what the other person is saying. Can you flesh that out a little bit for us? Because I know you, you fought against it for, for a long time but before you, you, you began to, to use the, the five secrets. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I was right and the other person was wrong. Right? Yeah. I mean, or, or I was wronged by the other person. I mean, it was all, there was, there was definitely a, um, a strong resistance to it. And, and I think that's why when I, my early attempts failed and I would get called out sometimes, you know, oh, you're trying, you're, you're trying the David Burns bullshit with me, right? Yeah. I mean, that was, <laughs> <laughs> and that's right. tough because right then that's when you're, you're actually really trying you're, yeah. you're, 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 and, and you're failing and then you're getting called out on it. And that's, yeah. that's almost the, like the worse. Um, but I, it's not until it's like, it's humility. It's really accepting that. Yeah. You know, the other person's point of view is is completely right. I mean, just even just even just trying it on. And when you finally can see it that way, sort of through that other person's eyes, you I, I find that it gave me insight into how I was being in a way that I didn't I didn't have before. Yeah. Does that involve the death of the ego, the death of the self? I think that it certainly whether it's the self or the ego, it involves the death of that protectiveness that, yeah. that separation between yeah. yourself and that's right and the other person that's yeah. right and and we don't want to die <clears throat> we yeah. cling to life and so we keep suffering yeah and when you finally allow yourself to see the truth and what the other person is saying you you die but then you 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 go to heaven right away because you're then you're close to that other person and you don't have any territory to de, to defend yeah I, I would just add one thing that um what i think got me over the the edge, in addition to all the, um, you know, urging and support from, from you and from the other folks uh, in, the, in the hiking community, was trying it out, practicing with somebody else. Um, I think it helps if it's... Miriam, the, one of our hikers. Miriam, exactly, yes. Um, I think it probably helps if the person is the same gender, especially if it's yeah. a, there's a, any kind of male-female or, or former or existing romantic relationship. But, um, but I don't know if that's necessarily important. But... Um, trying it out with someone and seeing are you doing a good job and and also what is their like getting their honest feedback about how they're reacting um, and how they're perceiving what you're saying was was really valuable practicing well. with someone who's not the one you're intimately involved exactly with, who right. can give you good feedback right. and let you know hey that that doesn't come across so well right now what what you're saying yeah Absolutely. Now, I don't want to probe too deeply, uh, but uh, I don't know if you can give an example of something that you hadn't been agreeing with, and then suddenly you, yeah. you decided you could agree with it, and that dramatically shifted the dynamic of this really important relationship in your life. You know, I think that one thing was, um, so something that had come up with, with, um, this, with this person was... Um, she had raised some some questions about like money and 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 uh, some you know, like was she raised some questions around money and I I knew that money wasn't really that what it was was about but I but I got that it was it was about um, she was feeling she wasn't feeling appreciated yeah and, right and um, 
And so I think like really acknowledging that I, you know, accepting that, you know, I haven't really appreciated all the amazing things that this, that she's done, uh, in certain, you know, in, in certain areas that are really important. Um, and I've, you know, focused on the things that where I felt I was upset by, but, yeah. but there was a lot to be appreciative of and that she was completely justified in, in feeling unappreciated and, and even hurt, if, hurt. And even if she wasn't justified, she did feel that way. And so yeah. what difference does it make whether it's justified? Like you obviously don't want the person you're in this relationship with to, to be having those feelings. And so, um, so I think that that, I really feel like that was a major turning point in a way was like my humility around appreciation. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'm just so proud of what you did and the way you did it. Um, uh, because it was only three years of stubbornness leading up to that. <laughs> leading I'm up to that. wondering if you're going to say that. But, but it's, it, it's with all of us. We don't want to die. You know, we want to cling cling to our our defensiveness. But it it just it just it's just really awesome. And I love you how did. you said that because we've been talking about listening to the music behind people's statements and and bringing that out in the disarm. And she was talking about money, and you heard her saying. With the music behind that was being underappreciated, and and once yeah. you could pull, I that feel up. hurt. I don't feel valued. <laughs> yeah, you don't feel valued. I, I feel like you know, kind of used and and not loved, and and I really want to feel loved. I want to feel cared about. Yeah. And then once once you hear that, it just shifts it into a whole other dimension. And another point I think uh, that's always important is the whole issue of outcome resistance. You have to want to get close to this person as well as being willing to pay the price, the death of the self, in, in order to do it. And, and that's the key behind changing the focus as well. You, it, it's only going to work if, if you're skillful with the five secrets, and in addition, if you really want to get close to the person. Now, to take the example, and then we'll take your example here in a second, but this, this, this fellow wrote, and maybe I can borrow that uh, that that statement that there he's he's got some people it looks like in his his family system and and there's some uh, you're smiling did I no, say I'm something stupid? Smiling at Dave stupid? because I was so brave of him to talk about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, but some people in his family system who who he's angry with or they're angry with him and everyone's keeping it as as a secret. And so I think we could give an example of how to use changing the focus. The details would depend on the actual details here. We don't know who the people are and what the issues are. But he, he could say something like this. Uh, let, let's say there's a fellow named Brad who he's in his family. And that was my computer making a sound, by the way, if any of you heard that. <laughs> and uh, the high-tech high people would edit it out. We, we just flow with it. But our life is not that perfect in the right. Burns Murrieta studios. But, but at any rate, uh, he, he might say, like, uh, Brad, you know, uh, I, I, could, could I talk to, to you for a minute, Brad? You know, I, I see you a lot. We, you know, when we get together, the, the families... And and just uh, I, I'm aware, and I think you're aware too, that there's that there's been some tension between the two of us, and we don't talk about it, and it's been going on for for a lot of years, and 
I've been fe- feeling kind of upset and, and angry and hurt and, and also sad be- because to tell you the truth, I, I've always really liked you and admired you. And in the, you know, when we were young and we used to hang out, it was just, just so much fun. And I realized I've kind of lost you as a friend. And, and I was thinking maybe if we were to, to talk about some of those hard feelings and, and kind of listen and, and re- respect each other and try to understand each other, we could then maybe d- develop a, a, re- a really cool relationship again. And, and, uh, but I just wanted to know you know, if if you've if you've noticed that too, a kind of tension, and that we're we're both kind of holding back on on a lot of emotions and stuff, and kind of trying to ignore each 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 other. What have you noticed that, and what what's it been like for you, Brad? How's that? That uh, sounds pretty good to me. What do you think? Great. Yeah. And, and what and what? Why would it be good? What were the elements? Well, there was there was zero blame. You took yeah. responsibility. You yeah. talked about what you noticed that we haven't been talking to each other, and then you asked him what his experience, if he had noticed it, and what his experience. Then you asked him to go into his experience. Right, but also I stroked a lot, right. and and I wanted him to know that that I had high regard for him because w- without that you can't make this this work. Oh. That uh, right? Yeah. It's interesting I didn't hear those. Uh, yeah, because otherwise you could say, yeah, there, there, there's, there's been a lot of tension between the two of us, you ass, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of Critical all your thoughts. insensitivity in the past, and, and yeah. I just want to let you know that I'm still pissed at you. Well, that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, and excuse the, the, the four-letter words, but I think a lot of people do think in four-letter words sometimes. And, yeah. And it, but it ha- there, you have to show some some warmth or respect i think for for, for the other person uh, so so they'll, they'll get motivated uh, as well do we make that clear yeah absolutely right. and i and i think that it's the these types of i think that the uh, rajesh or rajisha um his question i'm sure is certainly applicable some not only in family relationships but everywhere where like a small thing that's really nothing ends up becoming a, a barrier to a, yeah. a good relationship. And that yeah. is a technique to move past that. Yeah. In fact, there's a TV program on these days about feuding neighbors where they go into, or these neighbors have been feuding for years, then finally one of them sh- murders the other one. It's oh. on CNN, I think. Really? Uh, yeah, it's called Neighbors or something <laughs> like that. And all these intense hatred feuds that erupt eventually into homicidal violence. Uh, That's terrible. They need to learn this technique. (laughs) Yeah. But but again, uh, you have to want to get close to to the other person, and and it wouldn't be helpful in most of these situations like that because the people probably don't want to get close. They they view the other person as a bad entity. They label them as a loser, a fraud, a, a horrible human being. And then they they want to hurt and destroy, you know, based because of those cognitive distortions and how you view the person you're not not getting along with, and right. uh, but but you had a you 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 had a, well first of all can we do your clinical example which I thought was brilliant okay so um, <clears throat> I had a situation where I accidentally double booked two patients at the same time and. Um, I was really embarrassed and felt really like, oh my God, I need to be more on top of this. And, and I asked one of them if he would come back another time and, and said, you know, I won't charge you for the other time that you come back. And, and you know, he kind of stormed off, so I, I realized he was angry. And then when he came back, 
we talked about... And you said you offered him a free session, right? <clears throat> right, I, offered, I said he didn't have to pay me for the next session. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so when he came back, I, we talked about what happened, and, and I, I felt, you know, I thought I did find enough five secrets. But then I also asked him, well, have you ever experienced this before? I know I really let you down. Have you experienced other times when you felt let down by someone? And that just opened a floodgate of him expressing his, I mean, describing all of the times when he's felt let down by many people. And we had an incredible session. And, you know, I think if by the end he felt a lot of relief. And, and even though it was a huge mistake on my part, it led to huge, um, you know, communication between the two of us and learning on his part and mine too. And I think that's one of the reasons, and that was beautiful what you did. And uh, by the way, I put your contact info if anyone would want some of your great, great therapy <laughs> Thank uh, you. in depression, anxiety, and then this court stuff you do with warring families, I think is, is, is really, really awesome. Uh, one of the things Tuesday that we emphasize to the therapists, and you think this is so obvious every therapist would understand it, but very few therapists can get it and know how to do this, but that your worst therapeutic failure is your greatest success in disguise. Uh, because the problem isn't that you fail with a patient. The patient gets ticked off or vice versa. What was that sound, by the way? I think, I think the cat's going out for a walk. Oh, Melanie's letting the cat out or in? It was just the door. Um, let me... Maybe the cat's trying to get in. Let's just turn the, the audio off for just yeah. a second. It was more of the local color at the Murrieta Studios. <laughs> I guess it was my wife coming in out of the garage. I thought it was a poor cat uh, howling at the door and terrified. We, we love our, our little kitties. But, uh, but at any rate, your worst therapeutic failure is your greatest success in disguise. The problem isn't your failure, but you're not noticing it or you keep acting it out, playing the same game over and over with the, with the patient. But if you'd stop and, and notice what's happening, that, that this is, it can transform the therapeutic relationship uh, and, and bring it much deeper. And it may be a big thing in, in, the, in the patient's life. And I, I was working with a fellow just, just recently, and but I noticed I was feeling kind of awkward. I was trying real hard in the session. And uh, he, then when I got the feedback, uh, he, he gave me low empathy and low helpfulness uh, ratings. And I had... I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I, the bottom line is I had kind of a sleepless night because I really like him, and yet I've been uncomfortable in my work with him. And, and then I called him the next day and, and said, you know, I, I, I felt like I, I really have been letting you down, and to tell you the truth, it's been uncomfortable for me in our sessions. I, I feel like we're not on board together, and like I, I've been kind of dreading the, the sessions because even though I like you, I, it, it's... There's something that, that, that's that's not going right, and and I just feel like I've been doing a terrible job, and and I, I've I've been upset about it, and and I I wanted to share that with you and see if you've been noticing as well, and then and 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 then he 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 said this means so much to me what you're saying right now, and he says I've been to so many therapists trying to get help and tell you the truth most of them they were just like frauds or con artists they were always trying to sell me some package of this or that or, or, or whatever and and he says I just 
knowing that you you were feeling hurt or upset just means so much to me. He says, I feel so close to you now. And then he started sobbing and, mm-hmm. and, he, and he says, you know, I've, uh, I've been so lonely uh, and, you know, I haven't even been willing to, to admit it. Uh, and then we just, we just had the greatest uh, session like what you did yeah. ever. I mean, it was just amazing. Now I just feel so close to him and we've done, I mean, he's just doing amazing work. But, but what happens there is, is that you might not want to bring it up with your patient because you feel ashamed. You know, it seems yucky and you think, oh, if I don't deal with this, it'll go away. And changing the focus means to to bring it to to conscious awareness, and as you say, Dave, with with, with humility. But it's also very very exciting because, like, the way I was failing with with him, but I was really failing. I mean, it wasn't his fault. I I was failing, but that was really a good thing, right? Once we once we talked about it, and then that. Once you bring it to conscious awareness, the game cannot continue any, any longer. The game requires secrecy to have power. But like the, the game you were playing with, with, with your loved one of, 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 you know, she resenting you and feeling uncared about and you ignoring that and, and, and then you're snipping at each other and that game will go on forever, each feeling I'm right and the other's wrong, each I'm a victim and you're the oppressor. And then once you bring it to conscious awareness in a warm, respect, respectful way, mm. the game has lost it, its power and there's the opportunity to, to get close. That's mm. what changing the focus is all about. Now we're going to shrink the shrink. Dave, okay. Dave and Dave. Dave mm. and David. <laughs> okay, I have a real-life problem with my sister. And I, my youngest son is joining the Air Force as an officer and he's going to officer's training in October. And we're having a going-away party for him a couple days before he leaves and we invited my sister and her husband to come and she said she couldn't come and she had in my opinion you know not valid I'll say it this way not valid excuses and then she said his when he come when my son comes back from his training after three months he'll have a week break she wants him to drive to where she lives and put all the effort into it to an hour and a half drive from where you live up in north north bay yeah and, and when he told me that story, oh, she's not coming to the party, but I'm going to go visit her when I come back after three months, I got really mad and said, what? I wouldn't have seen you for three months. And I was like, I don't want you to take the time to go visit her. Like, could she put some effort into this? And so then I thought, well, this could be a really good time for me to do changing the focus. But one of the things you didn't say is that one of the reasons people don't like to bring things to conscious awareness is because we're afraid of anger, both yeah. my anger and her anger. Yeah. And um, so I thought I would bring it up and maybe we could talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So um, why don't we just go for the gold? And I presume you'd like to have a better relationship with your sister. I would. So uh, maybe we can just model how, how you might use changing the focus. And, and I think I mentioned, but if not, there's a great memo. If you're from the general public, there's a, I've, I've written a four-page thing for, for you. And if you're a therapist, I've written a four-page thing for you. And they'll both be linkable from, from the show notes. So if, if you go to the podcast, you'll get a lot of extra goodies on my website, feelinggood.com. Go to the Feeling Good podcast tab, and then you can find all the show notes and, and everything like that. Or you can sign up to, re, to receive the uh, emails every time we do a podcast. So what might you say to, to, to your sister? 
Um, I might say, I'll call her Ellen. Ellen. Well, not I doubt she'll ever listen to this, but just in case she does, I'll call her Ellen. Um, so, Ellen, um, gee, I've noticed a little... Do, do you have a minute to talk about something that's going on between us? And hopefully she'd say, oh, yeah, sure. Um, but there is the possibility that she might say no, but just pretend mm -hmm. she says yes. And <laughs> I say, gee, I've noticed a little tension or some... Um, there's just a tiny bit of conflict between the two of us, and I wanted to talk about it because, you know, you're my sister, and I really love you a lot, and we've gone through a lot together, and, you know, you're the aunt to my children, and you've always been a really great, caring aunt, and, um, you know, I know you love your children so much, and I know that you understand how much I love my kids, and um, uh, that was my stroking. <laughs> And let's see, what else I say? Um, there's a little bit of conflict between when you're going to visit with um, my son, Sam, when, you know, because he's going to be leaving for months and months, and I don't know when we're going to see each other again. And you, instead of you putting any effort into, this is not going well, instead of you putting any... You're doing great so far. <laughs> yeah, it's great so far. <laughs> yeah, here's the failure. Instead of you putting any effort... <laughs> to seeing him before he leaves, you want him to put all the effort. You in. just say instead of you wrongly not putting yeah. in any effort, you bum. Yeah, <laughs> you're terrible aunt. You. <laughs> yeah, so try to take away my time with them. <laughs> yeah. So how uh, are you gonna? How am I gonna change that? Yeah. Uh, maybe you've you always been a great caring aunt, and, a, and I, I, I just I, I love you a lot. But I love you a lot, and and I know you want to see Sam before he goes away, and. Um. Hmm. Could you put more effort into doing that? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is good because it shows it's hard, you know. And, yeah, it's and really you're, hard. You're an expert and a I'm, mental health professional, but uh, but but I, I could could we say something like? Uh, and again, I'm I'm just taking a stab at it, and we'll see what you what your stab is, Dave. But I but I've been I've been feeling a little bit hurt. Oh yeah, that's cool. and. Um, uh, and, and I wonder if you're feeling, you know, upset too, maybe a little angry with me or feeling awkward about the situation. And as an aside, uh, this is the whole point of changing the focus. And I can say this a thousand times if people don't get it. See, don't try to solve the problem. The attempt to solve the problem is the problem. The solution is to talk about the feeling. See, you, you got hung up there where you were saying, could you try harder? Yeah. Could you do your more your part? You yeah, bomb, could you put more effort into uh, it? Type of thing. But what, what, what you want to do, see, under the words that are going back and forth, there's a river of emotion. And when you use changing the focus, you dip down into the river of emotion in a kindly way. To, here's I've been feeling kind of hurt. And I wouldn't be surprised if you're feeling a little bit awkward or tense, too. Maybe you're feeling I've been putting demands on you, or maybe I haven't been a very good sister, or haven't been attuned to, 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 to your life recently. But have you noticed that conflict between the two of us? And t tell me what it's like for you. How was that? That was really good. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I said that when I was doing that, I didn't say anything about my emotions. Or I hers. Just, or hers. I just blamed her. Yeah. And, and, and you're trying to her. solve the problem. Right. Yeah. Uh, so do, do the last part again. Or let's see what you think, Dave. No, I was I, the, exactly what I was thinking was to go to an, an I feel um, and talk about. Um, yeah. yeah. To, to, 
I yeah. feel and feeling yeah. empathy yeah. In, in, a, in, a, in a lovely, loving way. And then with inquiry, and Rhonda will now masterfully demonstrate <laughs> this. <laughs> okay, so blah, 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 all the stroking and all the other stuff. And then um, say, so Ellen, I've been feeling a little bit hurt and kind of irritated actually. And I'm, I'm wondering if you're kind of upset too, because I've noticed the awkwardness between us and I have put demands on you and, and, um, you know, I haven't been really tuned into what you're going through and what your plans are, what your life is. And I'm wondering if, you know, if you've noticed that too, and if, you know, if you're upset about that, I'd, I'd really love to hear you know, what your experience is and what your thoughts and feelings are. Can you tell me what they are? I'd give that an A, and I would give it an A plus if, if, if you said, can you tell me what they are? Because I, I really love you, oh, and, and uh, I, I really want to feel closer to you, and, okay. and let's use this as an opportunity to, to become really good sisters again. Okay, that's really beautiful. Yeah, and why, why is it? Because it's so genuine and... Um, sincere and it you know and that's the relationship that I want to have with my sister yeah can I make an observation yeah so just the way that you said that last little part like how about you love her and you want to have a relationship like there's a tone tone and warmth in your voice that wasn't fully in your the response before had all the right content but I would say if you can add in that warmth that would be the a plus plus yeah. yeah, and that's a really good point, because it's not just the words, it's the feelings yeah. and the tone. And yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and uh, I love what, you uh, see, I love what you're saying, and that, that's the whole thing. And, uh, and it's just, it's so hard for human beings to just be able to treat each other in a caring and kindly way and to deal with emotions. And, and, and the reason you don't have to solve the problem is, is because when, like, like, you know, I like both both of you, and 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 we like working together in in various ways. And so, if you if you told me that you were upset with me, because uh, I I screw up in things all all the time, and you you did it in a really caring way, it would it would upset me, and I would be strongly motivated if there is a problem to be solved to do my part in solving it. You wouldn't have to try to solve the problem with, with me. Mm. Uh, like, like uh, I felt badly the other night that uh, we, you had to rush off to group and you had to get food on the way, and then I it hurt my feelings because I thought, gosh, Rhonda came all the way down and then I ignored, you know, her, like like I'll just go without eating, and then you had to go and get food at a restaurant and I felt really hurt that that I hadn't treated you in a warmer way or it seemed like really insensitive. Uh, and, and, but no one had to solve the problem. Like the refrigerator is filled with stuff I bought before you came today. Mm. We got all these salads and all kinds of quiches and soups and, and, and stuff like that. If you, if you really develop a loving uh, thing, uh, uh, people will find a way to solve the problem. I'll get, give one last uh, story and then we, we, we probably got to, got to cut, cut, cut this off. But I had, uh, to uh, a, a patient who had been rejected by her husband, and uh, she eventually uh, filed for divorce and, and found a really handsome guy, an older guy that she fell in love with, and vice versa. And they decided to get to get married. He was about ten or twelve years older than she was. He was this real handsome guy. 
but he was a divorced minister, and he had five children from his previous marriage, and he didn't want any children. Uh, he'd, he'd had it with children, but she'd never had any children, and, and she very much wanted to have a child with him when she was still young enough to, to become pregnant. And they, so they came in for a couple's session, and they were arguing back and forth debating about you know who's right and who's wrong and he had all of his entitlements and she had all of her entitlements and they're never going to be able to solve to solve that problem humans can't solve these kinds of problems they just argue and fight forever but i knew they were both very much in love with each other and they were both really good eggs and so i gave them the assignment to just do a simple communication exercise where he would talk and then she would summarize what he said. And, and when she got it 95% right, then she could talk and then he would summarize what she said and, 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 and he had to keep doing it until he got it 95% accurate. So just focus on the other person's feelings and the other person's point of view. Give up trying to solve the problem and give up trying to sell your own Point point of view. So it's just to get them to be warm and and listen, uh, rather than arguing. And so they did it. And then they called. Uh, uh, he, I think he he called about three weeks later and said the oddest thing had happened, that he uh, woke up this morning and suddenly realized he wanted to have a baby too. And and so they, they the, the the problem just got solved. Yeah, that's great. Be, once he felt loved and she felt loved and they felt close, then then they didn't want to argue anymore. And, and they and they 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 had a, a daughter. And uh, you you said I shouldn't tell the whole whole story, but the daughter was uh, made a tr became tremendously important to to both of them. Uh, you recall the kind of I mean, I didn't say that you shouldn't tell the whole story. I just said that she was tremendously important to them just because of who she was as a human being in their life. Uh, uh, oh, yes, a absolutely. Uh, but then they, they had a tragic, a tragic death of one of, of, of one of his sons who, who died in the most horrible imaginable way. Oh. And, and it was a, a tremendous loss for them. And, and then the new, the new baby daughter that they had it became a tremendous source of, of comfort for, for for both of them and, and throughout throughout their lives. Uh, but again, that was cha changing the focus to focus on on how we both feel and and stop arguing or trying to prove who's right, trying to solve the, this or that problem. So that's and then just to summarize my my experience with the two of you and talking about that in this role play, which is I'm going to drive home and call my sister, but it's it's not so hard to ask to stop and to notice the tension and it's not so hard to stroke someone, especially if you care about them. But the point that was really difficult was making the I feel statements mm. and the feeling empathy. That was pretty that was hard for me. As well as the multiple choice disarming to just say maybe maybe you're feeling kind of ticked off at me, Ellen, I guess if that's what's calling her because maybe I haven't been the best sister. Yeah. Maybe I haven't been attending to how you're feeling or what's going on in your life. And yep. I'm thinking you should come up here and be all excited about my son going into the Air Force and everything like that. And um, I, I, I want to listen and, and, and hear, uh, you know, how, how, how are you doing? Yeah. How's that? 
Yeah, that was really great. Yeah. One one observation. Another one would be that for the you know for listeners <laughs> that are working on this technique themselves is you know here we have a uh, a highly trained professional in in this and it's it's when it's your own when it's your own conflict your own conflict relationship it's really hard no matter how you know so I, I think exactly. it's it's uh I think it's it's humbling to um to, to try it but it's also helpful in a way to see that it's not it doesn't roll off the the tongue and I can see the resistance you had to doing it so it's it's, it's great to to, to witness that. And that is so 200% true what, what you're saying. The resistance we all have is, is just just an incredible. The techniques look simple on paper, but they're very, very challenging. Yeah. And only listeners who really are, are committed are going to learn how to do it. And I guess I can put in a commercial for my book, Feeling Good Together, which uh, you can get on Amazon. You can click to it from my web from the books page on my website, you click on it, it'll bring you right to, to Amazon. It's a paperback. It's not expensive, but if you read it and do the written exercises, that, that will be a huge step in, in learning the five secrets of effective communication as well as advanced techniques like, like, like changing, changing yeah. the focus. Well, great. This is a, this was a really great podcast episode and, um, Let's talk about your workshops coming up. Quickly, uh, in November 4 to 7, 2019, I'm doing a four-day intensive in Atlanta, Georgia. I haven't done one on the East Coast for more than 25 years and probably won't be doing a whole lot of them in the future either. And so if you're on the East Coast or anywhere in the world, really, and want, want to go to a great four-day intensive uh, you might want to choose November 4 to 7 in Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll find all the details on my website, on my workshop tab at www.feelinggood.com. And there's also a one-day workshop that you can attend from anywhere in the world because you can at come in person or, or, or attend online on, on the five secrets of effective communication that we've been talking about in today's podcast. It's Advanced Empathy Tools and it's, it's for connecting with difficult or challenging patients, colleagues, friends, and loved ones. That's October 6, 2019, here in Palo Alto. Cost $135, and you get seven continuing education credits if you're a mental health professional. And you can get all the details about that on my website, uh, feelinggood.com. Uh, you can click for registration and information. I want to thank you, Dave, for being with us today. That made the podcast a lot, a lot cooler and a lot more awesome. Um, I am honored to be here, and I'm glad that it, my, it was helpful. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you to all our listeners, and until next time, we'll say bye now. This has been another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast. For more information, visit Dr. Burns' website at feelinggood.com, where you will find the show notes for this episode under the podcast page. You will also find archives of previous episodes and many resources for therapists and non-therapists. We welcome your comments and questions. If you want to support the show, please share the podcast with people who might benefit from it. You could also go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. The theme music is Gypsy Jazz in Paris, 1935, composed and performed by Brett Van Donsel. I am your host, Rhonda Borowski. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I invite you to join us next time for another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast.